Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome in. Episode number nine of the Believe in Patriots podcast, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Brady Farkas. This is a little bit of a different episode. I wouldn't call it a beta test, but it is a test in some way here. We are less than a week away from opening day of the NFL season. Chiefs-Texans week one, Thursday night. I'm recording this here on Friday afternoon. And the reason why it's kind of a beta test is because we're bringing a lot of different things into the podcast today. Bringing some outside audio, which we haven't had in a while. Doing it in a different way today. Might even bring in some outside video, something that we've never done here on this portion of the podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can always follow me at Brady Farkas Radio, and you will see the video portion, some stuff that we do there. If you're listening on audio, you're not going to miss too much by not being on video. Always Apple Podcasts, Spotify as well. You can find me on Twitter at FA Radio Brady. We are... I mean, we're inside 10 days here. We're getting ready for Patriots, Dolphins. We're going to have some big announcements coming next week, getting you ready for the season. I cannot wait. We've kind of been building this all throughout the summer, two episodes a week here, one episode a week there. We are getting in to the nitty-gritty. And as you get ready for football season, you are absolutely going to want to go over to our friends over at Bet Online. okay? Playoffs. We're talking about regular season beginning in the NFL Playoffs in the NBA, the NHL, they're in full swing. Major League Baseball heading towards its playoffs. Our partners at Bet Online have you covered. I've I've used Bet Online before. Super easy interface to get your bets in. My favorite part of betting NFL games is the in-game betting. Hey, you get the Patriots minus six here, minus seven there before the game. Then they go up ten nothing. Now you want to hammer minus ten. Boom. Then you got that. You got like seven bets going. You can try to win them all. Do it responsibly, of course. But I love uh, I love using Bet Online. So take full advantage of sports being back. Get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, props as well, and always the online casino. It never closes. No last call at the online casino. So head online to betonline.ag today. Get your welcome bonus there. Your first deposit. Bet Online AG. Sign up today. Your online sports book experts. Again, Patriots, Dolphins. Getting ready for it coming up next Sunday. So as I record this on Friday, we're talking about nine days from now, we're getting ready for Patriots-Dolphins in the opener. It is a different Patriots team. It's an exciting Patriots team. And I've talked about this before. It's exciting because it's unknown. I don't know that the product is going to be exciting. I don't think they're going 4-12. and 12. I also don't think they're going 12-4. and four. They're somewhere in the middle of that. That's not doesn't take rocket scientists to say that they're not going to be at either end of the NFL, at least in the regular season this year. But the unknown makes it exciting, but things came a little bit clearer yesterday for us. Cam Newton named the starting quarterback of the Patriots, at least internally. Bill Belichick today wouldn't come out and confirm it. This was the only move. Once you brought in Cam Newton, you were playing Cam Newton. I told you before that I didn't think that bringing in Cam was the right move. I would have gone with Stidham. Now, Stidham's been inconsistent in camp and dealt with the hip injury. So maybe things would have changed for me if I had, if that had been the case back in May, but it wasn't. So if we were talking about just what we knew then, we thought Stidham fully healthy, Cam, we're not sure if he's fully healthy, I wouldn't have brought Cam in. Cam Newton is not a guy you bring in to be a veteran mentor. You had that with Brian Hoyer. He's not just there to simply, quote, see what he's got, okay? Cam Newton, when you bring him in, that does multiple different things to your organization. Simply put, Cam Newton makes your team a little bit better, right? So if you bring in Cam, 
it reduces your chance of tanking for some college stud like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I never thought they were going to tank, but for those of you that did, bringing in camp, that took that out of action. That took one plan out of the equation. And bringing in camp, it stunts the growth of Jared Stidham. So if you're not going to tank and get the young stud, well, you're going to play with your current young guy or you're going to have your current young guy around. And Stidham is stunted by Cam being there. Either Stidham doesn't play, simply put, because Cam beats him out, and now Stidham, we still don't know what we've got. Or at the very least, Stidham doesn't get the reps that he was going to get, and he doesn't get a chance to get better as quickly. You can't. We had no preseason, so you can't let Stidham play in the preseason and then move him for a future asset. So bringing in Cam, especially in this environment of no preseason, that absolutely was going to decimate Stidham's growth. So when you bring Cam in, you're bringing Cam in, and Cam was going to play, and this was always what I thought was going to happen. Now, there were times where we thought, oh, could they use two quarterbacks? Could they have a rotating quarterback system? Could we get them both on the field? Could we do crazy things? None of that was ever really realistic. Cam Newton was brought in to be this team starter. And when he was brought in, he was always going to be this team starter as long as he's healthy. I'm glad that Cam is now the starter. I think the team is better with him. I think they are more interesting with him. The rest of the team around Cam has serious questions, but the Patriots are better at the quarterback position and elevated by having Cam Newton. Really, the next question then is, what does this mean for your expectations of the New England Patriots. Keyshawn Johnson was speaking this morning on ESPN Radio about what he thinks will happen with Cam in 2020. I think you could see a 2015-type Cam Newton. Really? I really do. And, and that is because Josh McDaniels, offense coordinator, and Bill Belichick, the head coach, understand what Cam Newton is as a player. They understand he has a lot of different gifts. It's not just his arm strength and his size. He has the ability to run the football. It gives them an opportunity to do some things that they were not able to do within their playbook with Tom Brady over the last 20 years. And that's true. The team will be able to do different things with Cam Newton than Tom Brady. Different in goal line situations, different in third and three, different bootleg packages, different element of surprise type stuff. The play action might mean a little bit more when there's the idea that Cam will keep it. Expectations for Cam, for me, maintain themselves. They're relatively similar. I think that Cam will play well, given what's around him. And that's really what this is about. My expectations for the Patriots, the team, aren't real high. I, I Again, seven teams in the playoffs from each league, from each from each conference, rather. They could get to the playoffs. They could be a six seed. They could be a seven seed. With all the opt-outs, I don't think they're a division winner anymore. I think that's Buffalo. But the defense has real questions. The wide receiver room has real questions, especially with the surprising release of Muhammad Sanu. So I have mid-level expectations there. Questions at running back now with the health of, of, of Sony Michelle, the health of Damian Harris, and the health of Lamar Miller. So many questions at wide receiver, rookie tight ends, the offensive line lost Marcus Cannon. I mean, I think Cam will play well, but Cam doesn't have a whole lot around him. We're asking him to elevate a roster that isn't all that good. 
that's aging in some spots and too young in others right now to be a Super Bowl contender. I expect Cam to play well, but if you're thinking he's going to be 2015 Cam and come out and be the MVP of the league, I don't think so. I think you could fairly evaluate this team and say, if everybody was if everybody was on the field the same amount, right, 16 games for every player, and you played the, se- the season with Stidham and the season with Cam, the team would be better with Cam, and I think that is my expectation. He's going to be better than Stidham. He is going to elevate those around him more than Stidham would, but I just don't think there's that much around him right now. So what is it that I even want to see? I want to see Cam be a presence, be a force, and be positive because I don't know, again, how the team will be, but for Cam and his own development as he pushes on the other side of 30, he needs to remain upbeat and prove that he's about the team and not about himself and show that his positive steps in that regard are true. I think it's been a long time that Cam Newton has been, quote, selfish, right? That was a label on him early in his career. I don't think that he's a selfish player. I don't think he's been a selfish player for a number of years. But that label about him is still out there, at least in the eyes of the fans and probably some executives and coaches that don't really know Cam. If they're 0-3 and he's in the tank, both in performance and, and mentally, that's going to speak volumes about the next chapter in his career. He needs to be he needs he's got the reason on this team to be more upbeat than anybody, right? Devin McCourty, Julian Edelman, Matthew Slater, I don't expect them to go in the tank if the team is bad, but they've got their rings, they've got their money. They're they're at the end of their careers. They could put it on easy street if they want to and just say, ah, not our year, whatever, get me to the offseason. Cam can't do that. Cam needs to be engaged, be positive, and be upbeat the entire season, regardless of how the season is going. So absolutely, I think that Cam Newton um, has expectations to be a leader. I want to see him be a presence. I want to see him command the room. I want to see him command the huddle. I want to see him elevate team chemistry. And then ultimately, I think that he will elevate those players around him as well. So um, I'm excited to watch Cam Newton. I think that he's going to be a positive asset for the New England Patriots. I can't wait to see it again just nine days from now or so. Um, One of the things that we're going to try new, again, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to see this here uh, coming up. So I hope I'm doing this right. Mike Giardi, who covers the Patriots NFL Network, uh, has covered him for a long time. He had this to say, and hopefully, again, you're seeing the video, Cam Newton at practice. Here's Mike Giardi, NFL Network. What we've seen with, with Newton here is the energy that he's brought that's something that the players bring up. We don't say, hey, what about Cam and his energy? No, no, they talk about his energy. And Matthew Slater was talking uh, deeply about how Newton has gone to all corners of the locker room to try to bridge the gap. He's someone with, a, obviously, a pretty impressive resume. 2015 MVP. We know what he did in 2018 before hurting himself. Um, the reputation that he has across the league. But he's trying to bridge that gap, make guys feel comfortable with him. And another thing that's been very evident, Rhett, in practice is the amount of time that he spent working with the receivers off to the side. And they're usually conversations generated by Cam. Okay, this play did- Okay, so that's all for the video portion, Mike Giardi. So again, hopefully audio, video, you all heard it. Um, it worked. I'm going to go in and check it out after. Again, we kind of call it a beta test today because we're trying to bring some of these new elements out there. Um, what I love from that is I just told you I wanted Cam to be a presence, right? I want him to be a leader. 
that's what Mike Giardi told you he's doing. He's going to all corners of the locker room. And this is a tumultuous season, right? You've got guys with differing views on the coronavirus. Some guys are going to take it more seriously than others. Some guys that are more paranoid than others. Some guys that are in different family states and therefore treat it differently than others. You've got all the racial tension going on and guys from different places with different political beliefs, with different backgrounds, and it's an election year. This is a hard year to be a first-year quarterback for a team. And Cam Newton has seemingly, at least in the time that he's been there, done all that he can to bridge the gap as a player and as a person and as a leader on this team. So those are things that I was looking for, that I am looking for from Cam Newton. And again, Cam's a great player. He's been a great player. I think he's still a good player and above-average quarterback. He needs to be a great leader. And by all accounts, he's gone above and beyond to solidify relationships with his teammates. And we saw that the first day that he signed, right? Working out with Mohamed Sanu while he was there. Nikhil Harry, Julian Edelman. I mean, He's been doing this. And by the way, how do you let this happen if you're Jared Stidham? How do you let this happen if you're Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer is a guy who's been in the league for a long time. He's got a ton, you know, not a ton, but he's got starts in this league for multiple different organizations. He wants to be, we were talking about the idea of him this offseason, of him being the starting quarterback in the New England Patriots. And he has a multi-year jump on Cam Newton, a multi-year familiarity with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and with some of these receivers, including Julian Edelman. And I heard nothing all offseason about wide receivers are working out with Hoyer. Hoyer's really engaged the wide receiver room. How do you let that happen? And if you're Sidham, I'm even more disappointed in him because we thought he was the quarterback. We thought that this job was going to be handed to him kind of out of default once the Patriots didn't take anybody in the draft. You know what this reminds me of? Reminds me of a high school kid who's been on the varsity team as a freshman or a sophomore. And then a bunch of seniors graduate, and that kid, the coach is like, okay, that guy, look, he's been here before. He's played for me. He's going to be the leader. And all of a sudden, the kid up from JV is overtaking everything. The guy who's never been in practice, who's never been there, has never sat in the meeting room, who doesn't know the coach, he's taken over everything. If I'm Jared Stidham, my pride is so damaged by what has happened in this offseason. Because I didn't give myself a chance. It's not just that Cam's a better player than me. I didn't see him to take the bull by the horns. And maybe that's unfair, but from what Giardi just showed you, Cam was taking the bull by the horns, meeting with people first week, first couple days, getting to Foxborough as soon as he possibly could due to travel restrictions. He's been doing – Harry, Sanu, uh, and, and, and Edelman, he met with all of them. And I remember limited stories about Stidham this offseason, and really only almost after Cam got there and was already doing it did I see Stidham try to grab the bull by the horns. And by that point, it was too late. And for someone who's as calculated and I don't want to say manipulative, that's the wrong word, for someone who is as targeted and as pointed as Bill Belichick, that couldn't have sat well with him. He sees Cam come in off the street, and boom, I'm meeting with people. Instead, I'm, again, a year head start, a year in the system, a year with the playbook. Not much there 
throughout the entire offseason. So disappointed for uh, disappointed by what we saw in Stidham and Hoyer, but mostly Stidham. Um, Rob Ninkovich, former Patriots linebacker, Super Bowl champion as well. We're going to try to bring the audio back in. He was on ESPN radio earlier today, and he had, let's see here, he had this to say about uh, the idea of Cam being the starting quarterback and Cam being named captain on the same day. There's a psychological thing here to, to talk about Cam Newton in a way that, that Bill has and, and just recently talked about how great he has been since he's walked into that building. So when I see that he is the captain and then name the starter on the same day, it doesn't surprise me because they want him to be high in confidence going into week one, going out there to try and execute at high levels. You know, there's a certainly a valid point to that. I've seen a lot of talk the last week or so about how Bill Belichick has spoken about Tom or about Cam Newton. And he did Belichick spoke on on Sirius XM radio earlier in the week and said basically that nobody works harder than Cam, that Cam is great. And everyone on Colin Coward and everybody were, oh, if I were Brady, how would I feel about those comments? And if I were Brady, I'd be ticked also. But if um, Cam, there's a point that Nikovich makes that's right. Cam gets now a giant sense of relief out of this. He's named the starter. He's beaten Stidham. Even though Belichick won't say it publicly, he's the starter. He's beaten Stidham. He doesn't have to answer questions about if he's healthy enough to play. He doesn't have to answer questions about what his future is. He just goes out there and tries to show us what his future is. He doesn't have to answer questions about Stidham. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. And as for that leadership component, that captaincy that he was given, there's a sense of relief in knowing that there's real rapport there. There's real support there. There's a real that his efforts to connect made a difference because when the team votes you as the captain and the coach respects the vote, that goes a long way. That goes a really long way. And because this is going to be in kind of an insulated season, right? Hopefully, players aren't going out and doing the wrong things and players aren't going out and putting themselves and putting their teammates and putting the season at risk, it's going to be family and football. And that's hopefully going to be it. So those relationships have a chance to be more impactful, more important, grow quicker than usual years, I think, because guys aren't doing much outside of the team. Team, football, family, that's all. Cam Newton has a chance to accelerate that process. And by being named captain, it shows you that the effort that he put in was not misguided that it was understood and it was appreciated by those around him on the team and by those around him in the coaching staff as well. I want to move on to uh, this. So we'll give you a little sounder here to, to kind of get us through to the next idea. So Damian Harris might not play week one. Uh, Damian Harris drafted last year, third round running back out of Alabama. He had pinky surgery, um, Took a couple weeks to heal, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. ESPN had the news first overall as well. This is a really interesting development. This is a multi-pronged development and a huge effect on a couple different pieces. One, Harris has been ticketed for a big role, and now we're back to having questions about can he stay on the field. Last year, 
injured, healthy scratch, injured, healthy scratch, now injured again. And we know we don't think the pinky is a big deal. It's not something that would necessarily make him injury prone, but it is just interesting to note that week one, a guy who was ticketed for maybe not a split role, but a, a big role with Sony Michelle, now again might not be able to get on the field. As for what it means for Sony Michelle, more questions, right? This guy just came off the pup list. Lamar Miller just came off the pup list. The idea that there was going to be a big split and that the team needed Damian Harris was very real. And now, can Michelle take the full load? Can he get 80% of the carries? Does Rex Burkhead get more of a load, 50%? I don't know. But bottom line is this, for a Patriot team that we don't think is incredibly talented overall, you need all of your faculties about you in week one and they don't have it. Questions at wideout, questions on defense, now questions in the running back room. Where is Cam Newton supposed to turn? I ask you, where is Cam Newton supposed to turn here? Where? Julian Edelman. And that's it. That's his only dependable option. And James White. He's got two dependable options. Can't count on that defense, at least until we see it, without Hightower, without the players they lost, Collins, Van Noy. Can't count on that. Can't count on your young tight ends. Can't count on your injured running back room. Can't count on your, your second-year wide receiver, Nikhil Harry, who we haven't seen you know, be healthy through camp yet. Where do you turn if you're Cam Newton? You needed the running back room. And now, Harris not being there just aids more and more questions. Lamar Miller is going to have to you know, he, he may make the team now. A couple of weeks ago when he was signed, we thought he was going to be a huge deal. Now, I'm not sure if he's even going to make the team. But there's real concern about him coming off the pup list. Real concern. The news of the day around the NFL is that Adrian Peterson was released by the Washington football team. And Pat McAfee and uh, A.J. Hawk were talking about it on McAfee and Hawk earlier. McAfee is hilarious, by the way. Show Sirius XM now. He's been on CBS. He's been at Barstool. He's been everywhere. Pat McAfee is great. So um, it's been a lot of fun to follow him. So if you're not following Pat McAfee at McAfee Show on Twitter, you should be. There's my little uh, plug for another guy's outfit. But um, he and AJ Hawk were talking about it. And they think that he's got, that Adrian Peterson has a lot of game left. I would not bring him to the Patriots. I would not bring him to the Patriots at all. Here's what A.J. Hawk has to say. He has a ton of game left, but the, the only problem about keeping him, which I'm sure Washington wasn't able to do, if you're splitting time as a backer, you're getting, I don't know, 10, 12 carries, and you're, or say you're, like, say you're the second back or even the third back, you have to play special teams. And you know Adrian's never – he's not going to play special oh. teams. So if you bring him in, you gotta, you got to – your roster has to be set up in, in a way – to where you can afford having a guy like that that's may only be in there for 15, 20 plays on offense, and he's not giving you any production on special teams. That's the hard thing about signing vets like this. So Adrian Peterson is 35 years old. So thanks to Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk there. He's 35 years old. He's like in the top five all time of the NFL's leading rushing, you know, leading rush yards. He is great, right? He's been great historically. He would not be a great fit for the New England Patriots. They should not bring him in. They do not need him. They've got, I mean, Sony Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris, J.J. Taylor. I mean, they've got guys here 
Lamar Miller, they've got guys at the running back position. They don't need a 35-year-old back. Furthermore, Adrian Peterson is a one-dimensional player. He was forced out of Washington because he was not versatile enough. As the league transforms into more hybrid running backs and the league transforms into more diversified skill sets, Adrian Peterson has 37 catches in the last two years. 37 catches in the last two years. And by the way, as a side note, that shows you how bad Sony Michelle is in that regard. He's got 19 catches in two years. So Adrian Peterson, who's one-dimensional, has double the amount of catches as Sony Michelle. I'm not supplanting any of my current guys to bring in a one-dimensional 35-year-old power back. I've got a one-dimensional power back in Sony Michelle. I've got a I wouldn't call him one-dimensional because it wouldn't be fair because we haven't seen him yet, but we've got a power downhill runner in Damian Harris. James White is my scat back. Rex Burkhead is my do-everything back. Lamar Miller is a running, you know, is a guy who can do both out of the backfield. Where is Adrian Peterson coming in and where is he an upgrade? And if he's not going to play special teams, it's a team that lost Brandon Bolden, their running back special teams player. They've got to replace him in that regard. Adrian Peterson doesn't make any sense for the Patriots, just like Leonard Fournette didn't make any sense for the Patriots. This is what people were trying to say uh, earlier in the week as well, that they wanted to see Leonard Fournette play with the Patriots. That's not something that I ever wanted to see. Again, a one-dimensional player, and he can go be one-dimensional in Tampa. I don't need him to be one-dimensional here in New England. So, um, you know, again, I'm out on Adrian Peterson. And uh, let's move on. <laughs> Moving on to my final thought here, Believe in Patriots podcast, episode number nine. Tua Tagovailoa does not appear like he's going to start week one for the Dolphins against the Patriots. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been named the starter. His mother passed away, so he'd been out of camp a bit. So there had been some discrepancy about whether or not people thought he was going to actually be around in time to start week one. But Let's go with the assumption that Fitzpatrick is playing. Colin Coward, Fox Sports Radio, was talking about this from Tua's perspective, and then I'll get to it from the Patriots. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start for the Miami Dolphins. This is great news for Tua. This is a really, really bad year to start as a rookie quarterback. Miami now has a second-year head coach a new offensive coordinator. They're rebuilding their O-line, and two of their wide receivers opted out. So Colin's talking about it from Tua's perspective. It's good that Tua is on the bench this year. He's Or this week, rather, at least week one. He's right. It's great for Tua for all the reasons that Colin said. And as I told you about how hard it was for Cam Newton to come in and make an impact, it equally as hard for Tua to make an impact. And he even had a three-month start because of when he was drafted. So Colin's right. For the Patriots, however, awful news. I would have re- – Tua Tagovailoa may be great for 15 years. I have no confidence he was going to be great in week one. I would have rather seen the Patriots play against Tua than play against Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick in a game where there's no fans, there's no crowd to get into you. Fitzpatrick has played and beaten Belichick before. He's played for every AFC East team outside of the Patriots. He's seen Belichick many times. He's going up against a worse defense than what he carved up a year ago in the last game of the regular season when he and Devontae Parker were all over the field together. Okay, The Pats could have tried to confuse Tua with a shortened offseason, less pre, you know, preseason, less, 
you'll get him right there week one for a game. The Patriots playing Tua would have been an advantage. The Patriots playing Fitzpatrick leads me a lot more questions. Fitzpatrick, 16 years in the NFL. He's played for Chan Gailey before, had a good year in 2019, especially a good back half of the year. Um, Tua may be the answer in the future. He may rue the Patriots' day for years to come. Week one, I would have rather seen him. All right, that will do it for us here, episode nine of the Believe in Patriots podcast. When we Next week, we will have football. We will have football to talk about. We will have a scouting report. We will have keys to the game. We'll have two episodes next week. It's going to be great. And again, we will have we'll have great guests and we'll have some good um some good announcements for the podcast as well. Hope you liked the video portion. Those of you who were able to watch on YouTube, those of you listening, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hope you enjoyed the audio portion. And uh feedback as always at FA Radio Brady on Twitter. See you soon, everybody. Football next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.